Elhamdülillahi Rabbil Alemin Salatu ve selam ala eşrafil anbiya ve mursalin ve ala alihi ve ashabihi ecmain Ma ba'd We continue with the explanation of the 40 hadith of Imam An-Nawawi rahimahullah ta'ala we are still covering the conditions of La ilaha illallah. We arrive to Ash-Shart al-Rabi' al-Sidq al-Munafi lil-Kadhib. Shufunis, which negates lying. This is the fourth condition. And what's intended by this is that when a person says La ilaha illallah, that the person says la ilaha illallah speaking the truth that his tongue is in agreement with the heart and the heart is in agreement with the tongue some of the ulama have mentioned as-sidq al-munafi lin-nifaq that one must have truthfulness when saying la ilaha illallah which negates hypocrisy and that is because the hypocrites who have the major hypocrisy, the hypocrisy of belief, they say la ilaha illallah with their tongues, however, they do not mean it in their hearts. So they are lying for that which is outward opposes that which is inward. That which proves this condition is the statement of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam Ma min ahadin yashhad an la ilaha illallah wa anna muhammadan rasulullah sidqan min qalbihi illa harramahu allahu ala nar The Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam he mentioned there is no one who testifies to la ilaha illallah and that Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is the messenger of Allah truthfully and that's the shahid sidqan min qalbihi truthfully from his heart except that Allah will prohibit him from the fire qala shaykh hafir al-hakimi rahimahullah fashturita fi inja'i man qala hadihi al-kalima من النار أن يقولها صدقا من قلبه فلا ينفعه مجرد التلفظ بدون بدون مواطئة القلب الحافظ الحاكم he mentioned that may Allah have mercy upon him it is a condition in order for the salvation for the one who makes this statement in order for him to be saved from the hellfire he has to say this statement sincerely from his heart merely mentioning it without it being in the heart it does not benefit him so if a person says la ilaha illallah but he doesn't mean it in the heart he's not he doesn't believe what he's saying and he's actually lying when he says la ilaha illallah then the statement of la ilaha illallah will not benefit him qala allah azza wa jal 
ومن الناس من يقول آمنا بالله وباليوم الآخر وما هم بمؤمنين. And from amongst the people you have those who say we believe in Allah and we believe in the last day, but in reality they are not believers. That is because they profess their belief with their tongues and outwardly, but the iman is not in their heart. They don't believe really. And this is al-nifaq al-akbar, the major hypocrisy, to pretend to be a Muslim. To pretend to be a Muslim, whether it is motivated by worldly desires or motivated by the desire to destroy Islam from within. These are the two motives behind hypocrisy. That a person has a worldly motivation. So he pretends to be a Muslim in order to attain something from the dunya. And then you have the one who pretends to be the Muslim amongst the ranks of the Muslim, but he has an evil intention to corrupt the practice of the Muslims. And this is what is known throughout the history of Islam. Allah Azza wa Jal, he mentions, إِذَا جَاءَكَ الْمُنَافِقُونَ قَالُوا نَشْهَدُ إِنَّكَ لَرَسُولُ اللَّهِ وَاللَّهُ يَعْلَمُ إِنَّكَ لَرَسُولُهُ وَاللَّهُ يَشْهَدُ إِنَّ الْمُنَافِقِينَ لَكَاذِبُونَ And when the hypocrites come to you, and they say, and this is Allah speaking to Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, when the hypocrites come to you, they say, we bear witness that you are the messenger of Allah. And Allah, He knows indeed you are His messenger, and Allah bears witness that the hypocrites, they are indeed liars. So the hypocrites, they profess faith. They say they believe in Allah. They say they believe in the Messenger وسلم, but they are liars. As Allah Azza wa Jal mentions, يَقُولُونَ بِأَلْسِنَتِهِمْ مَا لَيْسَ فِي قُلُوبِهِمْ And they say with their tongues that which is not in their hearts. This is from the characteristics of the hypocrites. One may ask the question, well, what is the difference between as-sidq and al-ikhlas, truthfulness and sincerity? And what is the difference between as-sidq and al-yaqeen, truthfulness and certainty? The scholars, they mentioned, ask for the difference between truthfulness and sincerity. Without a doubt, there is a connection between the two. Except that ikhlas is when the person says la ilaha illallah, he's doing it for the sake of Allah. His motive is seeking nearness to Allah. And the sincerity negates the shirk. And as for the truthfulness, then it negates the lying. He's truthful, he believes what he says. He's not lying when he says la ilaha illallah. And as for the matter of truthfulness and certainty, then one is the branch of the other. For whoever has certainty in his heart of la ilaha illallah, then he will say it truthfully. 
whoever has certainty in his heart, he will say it truthfully. And the certainty, it negates doubt. Certainty negates doubt. Certainty negates belying Allah and His Messenger. Sallallahu alayhi wasallam. And as for the truthfulness, then it negates the lying. So when a person says, La ilaha illallah, if he's not saying it sincerely for the sake of Allah and he's saying it for something else, then the person is a mushrik. And the one who says la ilaha illallah and he is lying when he says it, then this person is a liar similar to the case of the hypocrites when they say with their tongue that which is not in their hearts. Al-Shartul Khamis, the fifth condition, Al-Muhabba, Al-Munafiya Li'adamiha. The fifth condition is love which negates that which is the opposite of it or that which is not love, yani the hatred. And what is intended is that the person when he says la ilaha illallah, he has love for this kalima, this statement of tawheed. And he has love for what it entails. As the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam, he mentioned لا يؤمن أحدكم حتى أكون أحب إليه من والده وولده والناس أجمعين. That none of you truly believes until I become more beloved to him than his parent, his child, and all of the people. The Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم mentioned that a part of iman is that the person has to love him. More than any human being And the reason why we love The Prophet Muhammad More than we love any human being Because he's the one who taught us How to practice La ilaha illallah He's the one who taught us How to implement La ilaha illallah In our lives And this is the greatest affair So our love for the Prophet Should be greater than our love For any human being for no human being has benefited us or will benefit us in the manner that the Prophet wasallam has done. Also, the Prophet wasallam he mentioned that there are three things, and whoever has these three characteristics, wajida bihenna halawat al-iman. He will find the sweetness of faith by way of these three characteristics. And the first thing he mentioned, أَن يَكُونَ اللَّهُ وَرَسُولُهُ أَحَبَّ إِلَيْهِ مِمَّا سِوَاهُمَا That Allah and His Messenger is more beloved to him than that which is other than them. So we must love Allah more than we love anyone or anything. And then following the love of Allah is the love for the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. قال الله عز وجل ومن الناس من يتخذ من دون الله اندادا يحبونهم كحب الله والذين امنوا اشد حبا لله الله عز وجل says and from amongst the people 
are those who take besides Allah equals for Allah, loving them as they love Allah, and those who believe are stronger in their love for Allah. From amongst the people, you have those who have taken gods besides Allah, and they love their gods just like they love Allah, meaning they love Allah and they love their gods too. That's one interpretation. The other interpretation, that these individuals who have taken gods besides Allah, they love their gods like the believers love Allah, but the believers' love is stronger for Allah than, than the disbelievers' love for their gods. Again, from amongst the people, are those who have taken gods besides Allah. And these people, they love their gods. Just like the believers love Allah, however, the believers' love for Allah is stronger than those people have love for their gods. The shahid here, or the point here, is that the believers, they have a love for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And that is connected to having love for la ilaha illallah. قال شيخ الإسلام ابن قيم الجوزية رحمه الله هي أصل عقد الإيمان الذي لا يدخل فيه الداخل إلا بها ولا فلاح للعبد ولا نجاة له من عذاب الله إلا بها that having love for Allah it is the foundation of the faith or the bond of faith which the person who the person who doesn't have it he doesn't enter into it if he does not have love for Allah the person does not enter into the bond of faith nor is there any success for the servant or salvation for the servant from the punishment of Allah except with having love for Allah and whoever doesn't actualize the love of Allah by way of knowledge and in his condition and actions, then this individual has not actualized the testimony that none has the right to be worshipped except for Allah. For indeed, the love of Allah is the secret of La ilaha illallah, its reality and its meaning. And that which branches off from the love of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is loving that which Allah loves. And loving the people that Allah azza wa jal, he loves. And loving and disliking for the sake of Allah, as the Prophet Sallallahu he mentioned, أَوْفَقْعُرَ الْإِمَانَ الْحُبُ That the strongest bond of faith is loving for the sake of Allah and disliking for the sake of Allah. And loving Allah جل, is displayed in action by way of following the Prophet Sallallahu قُلْ إِن كُنْتُمْ تُحِبُّونَ اللَّهِ 
Allah commanded the Prophet Muhammad to say, if you truly love Allah, then follow me. And Allah will love you and forgive you of your sins. Ashartu Sadis Al Qubul Al Munafil Rad. The sixth condition is the acceptance of La ilaha illallah, which negates rejection. And what's intended here that the person accepts that which this statement indicates and that which this statement necessitates. And that the person abandons that which goes against La ilaha illallah. For again, as was mentioned, the testimony of La ilaha illallah is not just a statement. There are actions that are connected to this statement of ikhlas, the statement of tawheed. So from the truthfulness of a person's testimony is their submission to Islam. Allah Azza wa Jalla mentions, "Ya ayyuhalladina amanu duqulu fi salmi kafa, wala tatbi'u khutwat al-shaytan." All you who believe, enter into Islam in its entirety, and do not follow the footsteps of the shaytan. Indeed, he is an open enemy to you. So the person, when he says, "La ilaha illallah," He accepts that which comes with being a Muslim. Like when the Prophet ﷺ, he sent Mu'adh ibn Jabal to Yemen, and he told him he's going to the people of the book, and that the first thing that he caused them to be the shahada of La ilaha illallah. And then he said, In ata'uka fi dhalik, fa'alimhu anna Allah haftarada alayhim khamsa salawat fi kulli yawmin wa layla, or kama qala sallallahu if they obey you and testifying to La ilaha illallah, then inform them, then tell them, teach them that Allah has obligated upon them five prayers to be made in the day and night. If they obey you in that, then inform them Allah has obligated upon them sadaqah to be taken from their rich and to be given to their poor. So see, it shows that La ilaha illallah is not just a statement and then that's it. But rather it is a statement that has actions connected to it. So when a person he says, La ilaha illallah, there's meaning behind that. That means a person is entering into the fold of Islam and he's going to conform to the teachings and the practices of Islam. And the scholars they mentioned, That Abu Talib, the Prophet's uncle, he refused to say La ilaha illallah, although he acknowledged that Prophet Muhammad was a prophet. He knew that his nephew was truly a prophet and that his nephew had came with the correct and the best religion. 
But he also understood that if he says La ilaha illallah, there's certain matters that he has to conform to now. And from that is the abandonment of the idols and the abandonment of polytheism. And he can't say La ilaha illallah and then still at the same time be worshipping the idols. No. He understood that there's a practice that comes along with La ilaha illallah. And this is why when the Prophet was saying to him, Oh my uncle, say La ilaha illallah, a statement I can defend you with in front of Allah on the Day of Judgment. Abu Jahl said to him, Are you going to leave the religion of your father? See, even they understood at that time, saying La ilaha illallah doesn't just mean, just say La ilaha illallah and that's it. No, they understood. You say La ilaha illallah, that means you have to abandon the religion of the forefathers. You have to abandon the practices of the forefathers. Because look, when Abu Sufyan, radiallahu an, before he became a Muslim, and he was in Sham, and standing in front of Heraclius, and Heraclius asked him, what does he command you to do? Abu Sufyan mentioned to Heraclius that the Prophet was commanding that we worship no one but Allah, we pray, we be truthful. You see, the practices are mentioned here. He didn't just say he commands us to say la ilaha illallah, that's it. No, because saying la ilaha illallah is how you enter into the fold of Islam and now upon you is to be an obedient practicing Muslim. And this is what we teach those who are new and entering into the fold of Islam that when they say la ilaha illallah that now they are acknowledging that they are a servant of Allah the Most High. And a servant has to be obedient to the Master. Right? But understand this type of servitude is the correct servitude and the best servitude and this is what we have been created for. For the servitude of Allah And when the Prophet Wasallam was sent the Sahabas to the different lands to call the people to Islam they would tell these kings and the rulers that we have come to take the people out of the servitude of creation and the worship of creation to the servitude of the creator and the acceptance of the rules and regulations and worshipping Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala but this is the best servitude because you're serving the all wise, the almighty, the all powerful you're serving Allah who doesn't oppress his servants different from the servitude where man is worshipping man and the master is oppressive right, you find oppression Allah Azza wa Jalla doesn't oppress anyone Allah Azza wa Jalla is free from oppression and whatever Allah has legislated from the rules and regulations nothing in it is oppressive rather it's for the benefit of mankind and this is what we inform the new Muslim, the new Shahada, that what they're going to learn from the deen is, is the, for the benefit of the person. Nothing that Allah has legislated is to hurt you or to make your life worse or to make you miserable. Allah Azza wa Jal revealed the Quran for the happiness of mankind. 
The Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam he said, Ya qawmi, qulu la ilaha illallah tuflihu. O my people, say la ilaha illallah, you will be successful. SubhanAllah. A guarantee that if you say la ilaha illallah, and you live accordance to this la ilaha illallah, you're going to be successful in life. Even if you go through hardships, you're going to be successful in life. الشرط السابع الانقياد المنافي للطرق The seventh condition Adherence which negates abandonment Meaning a person adheres to that which la ilaha illallah indicates One worships Allah azawajal Submitting and adhering to the legislation of Allah, believing that Allah's legislation is the ultimate truth. If a person says La ilaha illallah, but he does not submit to worshiping Allah and submit to the legislation of Allah, and he's arrogant, then his case is similar to Iblis. Iblis, he knew or he knows that Allah is his Lord. Allah mentions in the Quran that Iblis said, Rabbi bima aghwaitani, my Lord, because you have led me astray. The point here, Rabbi. Iblis, he called Allah his Lord. But we all know, even though Iblis knows that Allah was his Lord, he still refused to prostrate to Adam. So his acknowledgement that Allah is his Lord didn't benefit him because of his arrogance. Right? فَسَجَدُوا إِلَّا إِبْلِيسَ أَبَى وَاسْتَكْبَرَ وَكَانَ مِنَ الْكَافِرِينَ As Allah Azawajal mentioned. All of the malaika, they prostrated. Except for Iblis. Not that Iblis was a, an angel, but he was amongst them. Allah had honored him, allowing him to be amongst them. So when Allah commanded them to prostrate to Adam, they obeyed Allah immediately. I just said that. I said that he's not an angel, but Allah honored him to be amongst them. No, he's not an angel, but Allah honored him to be. As Allah mentions, Kanamin al-Jinn. Allah mentions that. Allah, he was from amongst the jinn, but Allah honored him and allowed him to be in the ranks of the malaika, even though he wasn't an angel. So when Allah commanded with the prostrating to Adam, they all obeyed. And the malaika. As Allah described them, لا يعصون الله ما أمرهم ويفعلون ما يؤمرون. They do not disobey Allah and that which Allah commands them to do, but they do what they are commanded. But Iblis, as Allah described them, Abba, he refused. وَاسْتَكْبَرَ And he was arrogant. وَكَانَ مِنَ الْكَافِرِينَ he refused. He was. He was from amongst the disbelievers. He refused to submit to the commandment of Allah, even though he knew that Allah was is his Lord. So his acknowledgement of Allah's lordship doesn't benefit him because he didn't submit to the commandment of Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala. Now, so it's important that when the servant says La ilaha illallah, that he submits to La ilaha illallah. He submits and he doesn't. 
abandon that which la ilaha illallah entails. He acts in accordance to the legislation. Allah Azza wa Jal, He mentions, وَمَنْ يُسْلِمْ وَجَهَهُ إِلَى اللَّهِ وَهُوَ مُحْسِنْ فَقَدْ اسْتَمْسَكَ بِالْعُرْوَةِ الْوُثْقَى وَإِلَى اللَّهِ عَاقِبَةُ الْأُمُورِ And whoever submits his face to Allah, and he is a good doer, then he has grabbed hold to the firm handhold, and to Allah is the end of all affairs. The strong handhold is لا إله إلا الله العروة الوثقى هي لا إله إلا الله ومعنى يسلم وجهه أي ينقام وهو محسن موحد ومن ومن لم يسلم وجهه إلى الله لم يكن محسنا فإنه لم يستمسك بالعروة الوثقى this is the speech of Sheikh Hafid al-Hakimi rahimahullah. And the meaning of submitting one's face is that he adheres to the commandment of Allah. And he is a good doer, one who is a monotheist. And whoever does not submit his face to Allah, then he is not a good doer. And he has not grabbed hold to the firm handhold. So here, one must abandon a shirk billah and one must leave off being arrogant and obstinate and opposing the legislation of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The last condition mentioned, Al-Quf bima yu'bad min dunillah. Disbelieving in that which is worshipped besides Allah. As Allah Azza wa Jal mentions, وَمَنْ يَكْفُرُ بِالطَّاقُوتِ وَيُؤْمِنْ بِاللَّهِ فَقَدْ اسْتَمْسَكَ بِالْعُرْوَةِ الْوُثْقَلَ فِي لَهَا That whoever disbelieves in the false deities, the false gods, and he believes in Allah, then he has grabbed hold to the firm handhold, which doesn't break. So it's a must that when a person is coming into the fold of Islam, he has to denounce the other religions. And he has to view them as being false. Because the practice of the other religions entails worshipping other than Allah Azza In some shape, form or fashion. Islam is the only way of life that Allah accepts. As Allah Azza He mentions, إِنَّ الدِّينَ عِنْدَ اللَّهِ الْإِسْلَامِ Indeed, the religion with Allah is Al-Islam. And Allah Azza wa Jal, He mentions, وَمَنْ يَبْتَغِي غَيْلَ الْإِسْلَامِ دِينًا فَلَنْ يُقْبَلَ مِنْ وَهُوَ فِي الْآخِرَةِ مِنَ الْخَاسِرِينَ Whoever desires a religion other than Islam, it will never be accepted from him. And then in the hereafter, he will be from amongst the losers. Allah Azza wa Jal, He mentions, وَرَضِيتُ لَكُمْ الْإِسْلَامَ دِينًا And I am pleased for you, Islam, as your religion. Islam is the only way of life that Allah will accept. But a part of Islam is that you denounce the other religions. You can't say, I'm a Muslim and I'm a Christian at the same time. You can't be both. Or I'm a Muslim and I'm a Jew. Or I'm a Muslim and I'm a Buddhist. Or I'm a Muslim and I'm a Hindu. No, you have to be a Muslim. And the other religions, you have to denounce them. Now this denouncing the other religion doesn't mean 
that we deal with the people in a nasty way because denouncing the religion meaning we free from their practices of shirk. But this doesn't prevent us from being fair and kind with the people and dealing with the people in a just manner. But as far as their practices and their beliefs, that which oppose Islam, we reject them. As Allah Azza wa Jal mentioned, قَدْ كَانَتْ لَكُمْ أُسْوَةٌ حَسَنَةٌ فِي إِبْرَاهِيمَ وَالَّذِينَ مَعَهُمْ إِذْ قَالُوا لِقَوْمِهِمْ إِنَّا بُرَآءٌ مِّنْكُمْ وَمِمَّا تَعْبُدُونَ مِنْ دُونِ اللَّهِ كَفَرْنَا بِكُمْ وَبَدَا بَيْنَنَا وَبَيْنَكُمُ الْعَدَاوَةُ وَالْبَغْضَاءُ أَبَدًا حَتَّى تُؤْمِنُوا بِاللَّهِ وَحْدًا This is the example. Indeed, you have a beautiful example in Ibrahim. He's the father of the Anbiya. And those with him, meaning the people, his followers and the prophets and messengers. When they said to their people, we are free from that which you worship. Oh, we are free from you and we are free from that which you worship besides Allah. And we have rejected you. Meaning we reject your practices. We reject the religion that you are upon. We, we, that, we're not on that, that religion. And there has begun between us enmity and hatred as it relates to the religion forever until you believe in Allah. I mean, until you worship Allah, until you enter into Islam, then we are, we are not on the same religion. We don't have the same religious views. Granted, there may be some things between Islam and Christianity and Judaism that are similar. But then there are things that are major differences. As an example... You find from amongst the people of the book, they believe in some prophets and then other prophets they reject. In Islam, we believe in all of the prophets. That's a major difference. Major difference. That's not a light matter. Because to reject one prophet is to reject all of them. To reject one prophet is to reject all of them. Another major difference is... The Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam He was sent For all of mankind Whereas the people of the book They follow prophets Who were only sent to specific people At a specific time So those prophets that they say they are following They are not their prophets because Prophet Muhammad is the prophet for now and the people of this age. Even if they say, yes, he's a prophet, because you have some, they say, no, Prophet Muhammad is a prophet. However, they say that he's not our prophet. He's the prophet of the Arab, as an example. Right? But we say to them, just as Ibn Qayyim al-Jawziya rahimahullah ta'ala said to the rabbi, do prophets speak the truth? And they will say yes, prophets are not liars. So then we say, well Prophet Muhammad sallallahu said he was sent for all of mankind. If you acknowledge Prophet Muhammad is a prophet, sallallahu and that Prophet Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi speaks the truth as all prophets spoke the truth. Then we say to you that Prophet Muhammad Sallallahu said he was sent for all of mankind, whereas the previous prophets were only sent to their respective peoples. 
So it was incumbent upon the people to follow Prophet Muhammad. It's a big, that's a serious affair. It's a serious situation. For sure. So, again, although there may be some similarities, this doesn't make our religions one and the same. Because the law says he only accepts Islam. That which the people of the book are upon is not Islam. Even though they may have some practices of a good, that doesn't make them upon Islam in its entirety. Now, so when a person says, La ilaha illallah, this means that he is rejecting the other religious practices and religions, and that he is conforming to the deen of al-Islam, and he has taken Islam as his deen. The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he said, ذَاقَ طَعَمَ الْإِيمَانِ مَنْ رَضِيَ بِاللَّهِ رَبَّ وَبِالْإِسْلَامِ دِينًا وَبِمُحَمَّدٍ رَسُولًا Whoever is pleased with Allah as his Lord, Islam as his religion, and Muhammad وسلم, as his messenger, then he has tasted the, the flavor or the sweetness of Iman. This is, this is very important here. A person becomes a Muslim, he has to be pleased with Allah as his Lord. And pleased with Islam, this is his way of life. And he has to be pleased with Muhammad وسلم, as his messenger. And this is not just words that a person says, but it's practice. It's belief in the heart, statement of the tongue, and actions of the body part. Inshallah ta'ala, we will stop at this point. Whatever is correct, the praise is for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala alone. Whatever is incorrect, it is for myself. Subhanakallahumma bihamdik. Ashadu an la ilaha illa anta. Astaghfiruka wa atubu ilayk.